Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. I'm going to introduce uh, Pastor Paulo to you. Um, before I describe him to you, I want to read a few things about him. He was a kid's church pastor for 11 years. That says a lot, you know. It means this man is experienced. Uh, he has uh, studied Bachelor of Science in Biology and then later changed to Bachelor in Theology and then got a Master's Degree in Evangelism at Wheaton Graduate School. And uh, you can tell this man takes his education seriously. Uh, he has a certificate of leadership in every nation leadership. Been married to Jen for 27 years. Let's give them a round of applause. Jen is here today. Thank you, Jen, for being here. Really appreciate it. They have uh, three children. Nathan, who recently got married. Uh, did I get right? Janina, Ryan, and jo Joaquin is here. Let's give them one more round of applause. Thank you, Joaquin, for being here. Three fun facts about Pastor Paolo. He enjoys building memories with his family, traveling and spending time together. I know that uh, one of his trips was to climb um, a very well-known mountain in Japan. What is that mountain? Fuji Mountain with his, one of his sons. I mean, like, really, those are the kind of things that crazy people do. Um, go for it. You can do Kilimanjaro, Everest. Pastor Paolo loves basketball, tennis, running, uh, and does duathlons with his family. This family is a powerful family. I didn't want to say other things. I said they are super fit. Pastor Paulo's weakness is chocolate, so we are on the same boat. I just want to mention how Pastor Paulo has really impacted my life. Um, exactly 10 years ago, we met in Manila in the Philippines, and he'd been leading our Metro Manila Church. That's the flagship of every nation. It's actually the mecca of every nation globally. It's like our, our head office of every nation. And I was just sharing with him what I was going through in ministry. And he might not remember this. Some of the conversations we've had together have kept me in ministry. Every time I'm in the Philippines, I'll have a meal with him. And he will encourage my heart. And I want to say thank you, Pastor Paolo. Let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Paolo as he shares the word. Thank you, Pastor Simon. Thank you. Take it away. All right. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. I, like Pastor Simon, I lost my voice. I wish I can say that I led worship, but that would be a complete lie. Uh, but it's, it's amazing. It's really uh, been a really good conference. Pastor Simon, thank you for having us. Um, thank you for just being family to us. It's amazing how when we went to the Go conference, everybody you talk to, because again, number one, we're, we're, we're citizens of the kingdom of God, so we all are brothers and sisters. At the same time, uh, we are from every nation family all across the globe. There were 71 nations represented at the Go conference this, uh, this past week. And so again, um, it's going to be in uh, Manila on 20, in 2026. And so we're looking, Seppo, you're going to be there, okay? Uh, you have to be there, <clears throat> okay? Um, and so we're, we're, we're excited. Um, you guys set the standard so high, the pressure is on. For, the, for Manila. And so thank you for doing that. 
Um, but I do want to say this, the trajectory of nations and generations has changed because of that conference. God did something, a uh, testimony by Pastor Simon, and, and is it Rory that, that said that? Yeah, uh, just amazing what uh, God did to the, to the next generation as well. And so again, um, I'm grateful for what God did, and I'm grateful for every single one of you, and thank you for uh, you know, just being who you are. I, I, uh, I, was, I was talking to Pastor Simon, we were talking about just the names, like Seppo, I know your name is uh, Hope, right? And so I met somebody whose name is Blessing, I met somebody whose name is Gift. I said, you have wonderful names. Okay, there's another guy named More Blessing. Okay, all right. We can put Super Blessing even after that, right? So, <clears throat> amazing. And so anyway, of course, the steak is good. I love your steak, okay? Cheap and wonderful. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, okay, it's really expensive in Manila, uh, the, 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 the steak there. And so, uh, I remember my wife, we were here 2016. My wife... Uh, uh, we were going to eat lunch, uh, we were going to order steak, and I went to, to the restroom, and uh, the, the, the server asked her, you know, would your husband like steak? Yes, she, she said, yes. So would you like it medium? And so her eyes blew open wide, and she said, there's large, okay? And so she was so nice, because she really wanted me to have a large steak, okay? So she's a, such a blessing. I love her. Um, a picture of my family is uh, here, okay? That's my family right there. Um, um, my, that's my daughter-in-law, my eldest son uh, from the leftmost side. He's married. He's, uh, he's been married for three years now. They are in Spain right now. Uh, she took a job there for 10 months. And then since he works on remote, he's everywhere in the world. Uh, he can work anywhere in the world. And then, of course, Ryan, uh, he's, becoming, he's, he's getting taller and taller together with Joaquin. And so Ryan is uh, 20 years old, second year university. Our daughter Janina, she's 24, finishing up university. And then Joaquin, who's here with us, he's 15, and uh, hopes to dunk the basketball soon. Okay, and then that's my wife, uh, Jen. And uh, Jen is, um, uh, I remember we were we were going to a a uh, what's this uh, going to another country, and we went to the immigration because we have. We have four kids, right? I mean, the, the, my eldest son is married, but we have four kids. So he went through the immigration, and the immigration officer said, Sir, are these all your five kids? <laughs> five kids, okay? Sir, that's my wife, okay? Uh, and four kids, all right? And so, and she said, Paolo, because you don't never use moisturizer, okay? That's why you look old. Okay, okay, thank you. But anyway, uh, met Pastor Simon, there's next picture, uh, in 2013, okay, uh, sipping mango shake, mango juice. Uh, guys, if you go to Manila, I will treat you for mango shake, uh, the best in the world. Uh, yes, okay. Every time we get to see each other, uh, we eat. Okay, a few more pictures of us eating. It's always eating. Okay, next picture. Okay, well, this one, yeah. Do a video, audio for this one. Uh, <laughs> And so we have fun, and of course, you know, through the years, we eat together, uh, just having fun. Anyway, um, again, Rosebank, thank you for being who you are. You are a blessing. Uh, your songs go across the world. This is your church. Um, my son's favorite now is Bayete. Okay, really, really good. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Anyway, let's get into the word. The title of, a, if you want to put a title in my message today, it's going to be Living Life Victoriously with a Limp. And I know this sounds oxymoronic. Uh, why is this? But um, hang in there. Let's talk about this for a moment. You know, <clears throat> when I was in, I was 16 years old, our physical education class 
was gymnastics. I don't know why I tried that out, okay? And so uh, I thought I was Bart Connor. Some of you who are older ones, okay, this was an, there was an Olympian who was really good. Okay, I thought I was him. And so the teacher asked us to run from the end of the basketball court to, you know, jump on a trampoline and do a somersault and land on foam, okay? And so I did my very best to you know, run as fast as I can, and I jumped on the trampoline, and I did a somersault, but I landed wrong, okay? Um, instead of running two feet like this, one was like this, and so my, my so uh, the, the ball in the socket popped. And so it, it was a closed fracture, but it was not a good thing. And so, um, but ever since that time, because I was in the hospital for one month, and ever since that time, when it's cold, like in, in Cape Town, it was it was colder than normal for me, okay? In Manila, it's warm or warmer. Those are the two seasons we have, okay? And so just warm and warmer. And so 16 degrees or 13 degrees is cold for me, okay? And so this one's like Manila weather that we have today. And so that's why I guess I lost my voice also. But anyway, um, and, and uh, every so often when it's cold, it, I still feel the pain. And I have to, you know, I have to, there's a, there's a, sometimes there's pain and there's, I, I have to limp or I have to stretch it. And I think about that because, you know, spiritually, there's things that happen in our lives that maybe has caused a limp. Bad experience, I don't know if you have something in your life that you wish did not happen, a bad experience, a mistake, or a wrong decision. There are things that has happened in our lives that I wish this didn't happen. I wish... I would have skirted this wrong decision. Uh, maybe you were bullied in school or you were abandoned by your father, hurt by your best friend, rejected by your girlfriend, right? A personal decision that has caused shame even to this very day. And you live life with a limp. Genesis chapter 32, I want to read the Bible. Uh, if you could stand, uh, if I could ask you to stand in reverence to the word of God. Genesis 32, verse 22, okay? The same night he arose and took to his wife, two of his, uh, took his two wives, uh, this is talking about Jacob, his two female servants and his 11, 11 children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. This is the first MMA match in the Bible, right? And so 25, when the man saw that he, did, uh, that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And then he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he, he said, your name? shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why do you ask my name? And then he, there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him, and he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Lord, I thank you for your word. Your word is powerful, living, and active, sharper, sharper than an, a double-edged sword. And Lord, this afternoon, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to every heart. Let it not just be informative. Let it be transformative, that we would leave this place changed in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You may go ahead and have a seat. Thank you. Um, 
in the, just to give us a background, Jacob's name is meant, is, means deceiver. It means heel grabber because literally when he was coming out, or actually he pulled his brothers, was trying to pull his brother's heel so that he could get out. And that's what the Bible tells us. And he, again, he became a, a, a cheater and a deceiver, negotiated for his brother's birthright through a bowl of soup. He deceived Isaac, okay, and he pretended to be Esau to get the birthright and to get the blessing of his father, Isaac. And the Old Testament blessing of a father to his sons included words of encouragement, details regarding each son's inheritance, and the prophetic words, and, and it inclu included uh, possessions, power, place, posterity. And so these were things that, of course, as a result, Esau was so upset to the point that he wanted to take his own brother's life. He was so mad, but he had to run. Um, uh, uh, Jacob had to run because, literally run for his life, ended up in Haran, living with Laban, who became his father-in-law. After some time, God calls Jacob to go back to his forefathers or to the, the land of his fathers. And so on the journey back, this is the story. They wrestle. He wrestles with a messenger of God. Verse 22, the Bible says that same night he arose and took two of his wives and, and two female servants. And you know, I've, let me stop here for a moment and say this. Like, um, you think about two wives and just all these stories in the Bible, right? And, and that's so fascinating to me that the Lord, because there's dual authorship in Scripture. Man wrote it, but also the Holy Spirit wrote it because of dual authorship. And it's interesting how God did not sanitize Scripture in that sense. That whatever, you see what you get. What you see is what you get. What the, the people in Scripture, the characters in the Bible are just as flawed as the person beside you. Look at that person beside you, okay? Just as flawed. And so, yeah. And you see, until we acknowledge who we really are, we will never really move forward to who, who God desires us to be. Because in verse 27 and 28, God asks Jacob, what is your name? Now question, did God not know his name? <laughs> He's an all-powerful, all-knowing, king of kings, majestic God. He knows everything that goes on in his creation. So did he not know his name? Of course he knew his name. But he asked that question. See, when we encounter God, we're transformed. We're transformed. See, meeting God and encountering God. I, I met the Lord when I was 17 years old, and God changed me. It, it's not just goosebumps, guys. It's more than emotional high. It's, it's not that. Um, I can know about somebody but not have a relationship with that person. I can know about Nelson Mandela. I can know about Prince Charles. But if I don't have a relationship, I can't go to, this house, to his house right, and say, hey, uh, King Charles, right? I, I, I can't because I don't have a relationship. And you see, encountering with God is not just an emotional experience. We can weep, we can shed a tear, we can cry, but unless it's a genuine encounter with Jesus, it's just an emotional high. I lived life with a limp all my life, okay? Uh, not just physically. When, before I turned one year old, my parents separated. I lived with my mom. I, had a, I have an older sister. 
And it was hard because I didn't see my dad for 15 years. Okay? They separated before one. And I had thought I was the reason because you know, I was the baby. And maybe, I don't know, maybe if I weren't born, and this was just all in my head growing up, if I was not born, then maybe they did not have to separate. And so these were just the lies of the enemy that were being put in my heart and in my mind. And so what happened was, so I didn't see my dad for 15 years. I first saw him when I was 16 years old. Okay? And so all the insecurity and all the stuff that goes on in my heart, I went to an all-boys school, and every summer we had a me and my dad basketball Olympics. I couldn't go. I couldn't. And so I went to my neighbor. His name is Joel. I said, Joel, can I borrow your dad so that I can play basketball in, my, in the father and son Olympics? And I was so nice that my teacher allowed me to play basketball even if the person was not my dad. And uh, my teacher's name, uh, my grade one teacher, her name is Mrs. Cruel, but she was the nicest person of all. But you know, living life with a limp causes us to trust on the grace of God each and every moment. Jacob was a deceiver. God asked him, what is your name? Let's go back to this. God knew who he was. Question, who are you, really? Who defines you? What defines you? Success? Or even failure. Sometimes people allow failure to define who they are. Friends, career, money. What is it that defines you? Followers on your socials? Jacob realized who he was. He encountered God. When, he, when that happened, God could now work on his transformation. He said, who are you? And he asked the question, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And his name, remember, I told you, his name was, meant deceiver. And when he said, this is who I am, I'm a deceiver, then God said, you're no longer Jacob. You're now Israel. There was a self-awareness and an acknowledgement of who he was. And then God said, okay, watch out. I'm going to transform you. I'm going to change the destiny and trajectory of your life from this day forward. Living life with a limp causes us to trust in the grace of God. And so verse 30. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face. He realized that life from that day forward was now lived by grace. It's no longer about what he could do. All his life, he tried to manipulate, deceive, cheat, do things on his own, by his own way. And then now, God says, this is no longer who you are. You know, I, there's, a, there's a phrase that I often say. Uh, some of my, Adrian and Joy, are, 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 were kids' church when I was kids' church teacher. Okay, so just think of it as a kids' church teacher. Uh, meeting okay but uh <clears throat> I, I i often say this i don't know if they, they heard me say this before but everything after salvation is bonus everything after salvation is bonus you know i told you i um i got saved when i was 17 but my life was not under the lordship of christ 
I, I just wanted the ticket to heaven. That's all I wanted. And then, um, and then I met Jen, the love of my life. Right? And then she started courting me. I'm I started following her and pursuing her. Um, and, and, you know, I, we, we were together in a relationship for, for a few years. And then, you know, to this day, I cringe every time I think about it. Because when we got married, she was already pregnant. And I said, Lord, I can't believe I did that to you. It causes my heart to cringe to even talk about and think about that to this very day. And that, I live life today with a limp because, Lord, I, I, I can't believe I did that. And then the Lord forgave me, gave us beautiful children. I repented, we repented, we came to God. And the Lord calls me to ministry. And it's like, Lord, are you sure? Are you sure? I don't know if you feel that sometimes. It's like, God, are you sure? I mean, so I, and literally, guys, listen, every time I step up on a stage, I say, Lord, thank you. Everything after salvation is bonus. You saved me. I'm married. I have children. I have a beautiful spiritual family. You allowed me to be part of this beautiful global family. And I get to preach week after week. And Pastor Simon, every time I'm on Fort Bonifacio, I go up on stage and I just say, Lord, thank you. Gosh, I, I am so thankful, Lord. To this day, I, I, I cringe because we've been married 28 years. Okay, so we need to update that thing. Okay, so 28 years. So 28 years. But my son's 28 years old. So every time I introduce, to this day, every time I introduce my family, either I don't mention how many years we're married or how many years, how old is he? Because that still causes a pinch and a pinprick in my heart. I live with a limp. But I live by the grace of God. Everything after salvation is bonus. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 said to me, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. For when I am weak, I'm strong. You know, when you talk about living with a limp, if you can say today that you live life with a limp and there are things in your life, it's like, Lord, I wish that didn't happen or I wish that trauma didn't happen or I wish I wasn't abused. I wish I would, that thing didn't happen. I didn't make that decision. I hope you actually are in good company because you think about Abraham. Abraham lied about his wife being his sister, right? And God called him because he was out of faith at that time. He was scared for his life and yet he's called the father of faith. Ooh. Moses, the deliverer of, of Israelites, killed an Egyptian, doubted God by striking the rock two times, never got to enter the promised land. Jonah, God called him to go to Nineveh, but he went the opposite direction. 
David, adulterer, murderer, killed Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba. And yet, if you go to Acts, the Bible says he served the purposes of God. And he remained to be called a man after God's own heart. Imagine that. Peter denied Jesus. Paul persecuted Christians. And yet, he still he called himself the chief of, all Christ, uh, of, of sinners. It's amazing how if you read scripture, he started off as uh, the worst of all the, the least of all the apostles to, you know, to becoming the chief of all sinners. The, the, the more... Uh, years he spent with Jesus, the more he realized, I don't even deserve anything, Lord. Living life with a limp empties us of ourselves and causes us to depend on God every single day. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, and I pray this for all of us. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. I pray, my prayer, Lord, let it be that I would never boast about anything else. Never. I, there's really nothing to boast about. There's really nothing. I told you my story. I'm, I opened my life to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'll last few verses and we'll end. I don't preach long. I'm a kid's church teacher, so <laughs> kids will sleep. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak. How many of you weak here? Raise your hand if you're weak, okay? To shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, because who became to us the wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. If there's any boasting, guys, just we boast in Jesus. That's all we boast about, not about our accomplishments. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 52 years old, okay? I'm, a, I'm an old man, okay? And I'm going to, when I, when I leave this planet, it's not going to be because I was a, as a pastor, I pastored this church, or because I, I had a super friend like Simon. You know, it's, it's because Jesus. Jesus. If you can pull out the family again, there, there. I look at this family, and that's grace. It's grace. There's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of, a lot of joy, but there's a lot of tears and pain represented in that picture. I look at that picture, and I say, Lord, I will not trade anything. Your grace is sufficient. This family is grace to me. I can't boast about anything. I'm just thankful. Every day I live life with a limp saying, thank you, Lord. We live life with a limp. But one day, this limp is going to go away. 
the old order of things, Revelation says, will be gone and the new order of things will come. We live in the already but not yet. Already but not yet. Jesus said, God, uh, the Bible says in Hebrews that you've been made holy, but while in this earth you're also being made holy. Already but not yet. We are saved, justified, but we are being saved, the Bible says, because we're being sanctified. Already but not yet. So to this day, we live life and say, Lord, okay, I live with a limp one day, I won't. In fact, I'll be free and pure and holy. I am now because of the blood of Jesus, but this limp is going to be gone, for there is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I pray today that as we go, that you would marvel at the goodness of our King. Seppo, let us in worship. He talked about the King of Kings. God is worthy. Worthy of all of our praise. And when I leave this planet, I pray that there's nothing else that would mark my life but the grace, the goodness, the love of our King. We're fully known and yet we're fully loved. You've heard that statement many times. And listen, one of the greatest fears people have is to be fully known. It's a fear. If I ask you today what's your top three worst sins that you've committed and tell the person beside you, you will probably downgrade to three, four, five, or six, seven, eight, because you don't want to tell every great grossest sin or your, your worst sin. But to be fully known and yet loved by your heavenly Father, no matter what you've done, but because Jesus Christ covers now that sin. That's the gospel. It's a beautiful gospel, guys. That's why people need to hear it. People need to hear it. Fully known, fully loved. Let's pray. Lord, we marvel at the way that you have journeying with us through our highs and lows. Lord, I, I look at a, our congregation here today, our, our friends, our, our family here in Rosebank. There's different stories represented here. And yet, one story stands out. We are saved by grace through faith. It's not by our own works. It's a gift. That's why none of us can boast. And so, Lord, I pray that our life would be lived in a way that would bring honor to you. You know, when we leave today, um, I'll, I'll turn this over to Pastor Simon. But an understanding of how great a salvation we have will propel us to a life that would bring glory to Him. If if Pastor Simon buys me a cup of coffee, I'll be grateful, right? But then if he tells me, hey, Paolo, 
just you know say that I have a hundred million rand debt in the in the bank. And he says, Paul, I heard you had a hundred million. I just went by the bank and paid everything. Cup of coffee versus hundred million rand. I'm gonna wash his feet every day. I'm gonna massage him every day. I'm gonna go to his house and wash his car because my life now is in, my life is lived out in debt. I'm indebted. I owe it to him. I pray that our life would be like that for Jesus. Amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.